Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fan with the Fan Bite Podcast. It is episode 67 here on Tuesday, June 9th, 2020, and I am your host, managing editor Steven Strum of fanbite.com. I am back once again, risen from the grave of a vacation that <laughs> nobody wanted here to tell you about the video games and the people who played them, which includes one editor at large. Is that what we go by now, John? John Warren? Honestly, any combination of title that you could come up with, I'm okay with at this point. Okay, so like editor of butts, John Warren at uh, fanbite.com. Um, I've also uh, the the president of Fanbite Clown College is something that <laughs> I've um, I've come up with. So yeah, any of those is fine. Hello. I, and I do think that with your clownery skills, you were able to make one Nikki Grayson, social editor of fanbite.com, laugh a little bit there into the microphone. How are you doing, Nikki? That's me. I'm good. I'm eating lunch. Oh, yeah? yeah? What are you eating? Uh, y'all, this fucking sandwich that Catherine made. Y'all, folks, mm. it's got... It's got steak. <laughs> it's got ham. It's got pickles. It's got mayo. It's got cabbage, which is a fun cruciferous vegetable that more people should eat. Cabbage is good. It's got cabbage in there. It's That's nice. It's got um, Trader Joe's... Um, hey, they've got those folks. That, that man, Joe, has got this weird cheese that's got caramelized onions in it uh and it's cheddar and that shit whips um and it's all on a potato bun i can't and get over delicious. steak and ham sorry steak okay. and- <laughs> we had we had a little bit of steak from late last week okay. and we had a lot of ham so katie split up this remaining steak that we had and then put that on there and then was like well this isn't enough meat for this sandwich so then she put that sounds like a red Flintstone ass sandwich that you're eating. Right, so is this just like a sandwich of like, here's what was in the fridge? 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. Well, gracing us with their beautiful, beautiful voice, we have one Mike Williams from US Gamer uh, here joining us for the very first time. Maybe he can also list off some just like ingredients that he has laying around um, for the next 20 minutes or so. Uh, I mean, I, I I pretty much just ate like rice and chicken, so Ooh, okay. I, I, I don't have anything like particularly amazing. Like I, I cooked some chicken in the banchan style. If you have a banchan, I don't know if banchan's like a local DC, Maryland, Virginia thing. What's that? It's it's like a it's a chicken wing place, but it's supposed to be like semi Asian, so. <laughs> Like it's it's vaguely Asian. Well, like like they say they're Asian, but it's one of those things. Like, are 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 you actually? I don't really know. So I'm just gonna say semi Asian and mm. let let the world figure it out. It says here that Bonchon Chicken is a South Korean based international fried chicken restaurant franchise. See, there you go. So oh, they say they say they are. I'm not gonna assume either way. You know, marketing, it can lie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I, cook, I cook my chicken. Man, this looks good. Uh, it does look all right. I cut up some boneless, skinless thighs, oh, put them in yeah. that sauce, and yeah. uh, right. put it over some rice. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. I, I have, like, it's a, it might be a problem. I might have a problem with chicken, and not in the way that, oh. like, I don't like now, it. What? I eat so much chicken. Oh, oh, that's oh. not a problem. Okay. That's just life. 
good, chicken, good, good. chicken is a good medium through which many, many different flavors can prosper. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. a good protein for that. Yeah, especially it, yeah. the the boneless, skinless thighs. I can oh, you can I can good. throw whatever on them. Like yeah. I can do them just salt and pepper. I can yeah, do yeah. them in different sauces, and then you can put it on like ramen. You can put it on rice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to go particularly crazy, you can put stuff in it. Okay. Like like, what would you put inside of chicken? Cheese and ham. Okay. Well. Mm, See, again, it sounds like you're just going to the fridge and <laughs> whatever you got in the which I've definitely been there, so I'm not gonna judge. Yeah. Like, French, he's French. like three three crushed up Ritz crackers, <laughs> um string cheese, uh ooh, a little bit of broccoli. Ooh, just one one little crown of broccoli. Mm. Yeah. That's enough. So I I wasn't going to mention this on this podcast because I have like some measure of self-respect, but now I feel like I have to because we've like just arrived here organically. Uh And I will say I was on vacation last week for most of last week. I took some time off. Thank you very much. You were all very supportive of me and I appreciate that. I, during that time, did not have a lot of food in the house at one point, but I did have some perishables that I wanted to use up and make sure that like they didn't go bad. But I also didn't want to go to the store at like 1135 at night to go just like get like a thing to make a complete meal. So what I did do to make sure that the like bakery buns that I still had in the apartment did not go bad, along with the like slices of uh like sliced Colby Jack cheese that I had in the fridge was I did put them in a bun together and just took like buns, cheese, butter. And I was like, this doesn't seem like enough to actually like make a thing. I know that's just a cheese sandwich. And I was like, well, what, you, sandwich. Now, what you've described is a grilled cheese. Sandwich. So right. I didn't grill it is one of the problems. Oh. Uh, I was like, I was like, I should just oh. add more ingredients to this, but I don't have like what? good ingredients in the, in the apartment. Like what do I have left right now? And Heat. I, yeah, well, it was 1123 at night and I'm, I was lazy. Also, it's been very hot out here and turning on the like oven has been hell for me because it, it was like 67 percent humidity at 93 degrees like two days ago. Oh, now, no, Steven, sorry, no, Steven. OK, no. that's bad. Steven, yeah. I, I have I have a series of three questions. For mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Can you kind of walk me through the preparation of a grilled cheese sandwich just really quickly? I usually so I will take uh, sort of a white bread that you get okay. from a or, you know, like a wheat bread, whatever I happen to have. I will butter, start. Yeah, usually I'll butter both sides of the bread. OK, okay. put the cheese. Uh, one thing I've discovered recently, thanks to I think you, Nicholas Grayson, is provolone cheese works mm. very well for this. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, you can uh, put any cheese in there. It don't matter. You can put any cheese. Oh, yeah. For, I mean, it's for just years, it was just a melting cheese. Mm hmm. And I feel like provolone, as it turned out, um, has a really good melting quality to it, where it's like you take that bite and it pulls apart like Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtle cheese sure, pizza. Sure, sure. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And I did not have that. Uh, but usually what I will do is I will just, you know, butter both sides, put the cheese in the middle, maybe add something like a chili crisp, which I've been doing lately as okay. well. It's okay. pretty damn good. And then just eat it. Basically, that's the whole thing. I will put it on a, a not, you know, just raw. I will put it on a pan on the oven that I have. Um, you know, I'm not greasing it because I'm using the butter on the outside of the bread to make sure that it gets that good, like kind of golden brown sheen on it that I really like. Right. And that's basically my entire process. Not complicated. Okay. Um, that's not bad. 
Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, I'm not doing anything fancy over here, but uh, that's just, you know, Midwestern living. When my wife and makes my wife, uh, when (laughs) when my wife and makes a grilled sandwich, she uses what I would describe as an irresponsible amount of butter. Yeah, mm. does it taste? Does it taste like, good though, John? Oh, oh, oh! It's delicious. Yeah, but like, that's how you do it. But like, I can't. I literally can't bring myself to go through the motions of making something that like unabashedly bad for well, you. Well, we'll see. One one way to get around it is is yeah. what you do instead of buttering the bread on the outside. You get a real small pan, and then you just melt the butter in that, and then you yeah. throw that bread on there, right? Instead of it, 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 it cuts time. It's about efficiency. It's yeah. about efficiency, okay. or or alternatively, you put the butter. Now, hear me out. You put the butter inside, so you still go through the through the through the process, of kind of spreading butter onto one side of the bread, singular. Yeah. Okay. That goes inside. You then have your cheese and whatever other fixings. Uh, potato chips is really mm-hmm. good because Ooh, if yeah. you do, if you get it hot enough, the potato chips actually start to disintegrate huh. into the cheese. Okay, and that's really like you get really good salt pockets kind of baked in there. What you then do <laughs> is on the outside. <laughs> I just guess, like I just love Nikki's new character of what's in arm's reach of me. It's going in the sandwich. What you then do is you put mayo on the outside. I've okay. heard this. I've never because done this, but I've heard about creates this. Creates a richer bite and guarantees a golden brown because the mayo burns at a higher temperature than the butter will. Huh. So it's golden brown for longer. Yeah, to be, to be very clear, crunchy. it doesn't. It doesn't like taste like mayo. It's basically no, just like no, a, no, no. Okay. It just tastes. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was about to say. say I, I don't oh, think I could cosign. I, I don't think I could cosign that. But uh, if it doesn't taste like mayo, then maybe I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I, I was going to say that the the maybe the problem I have with that is my philosophical opposition to having mayo in my home. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> At in, any point. Well, in Fargo, North Dakota? Oh, yeah. Let <laughs> me tell your you. other home. Oh, okay. No, I, t- I just kind of assume that every apartment in Fargo just like comes, comes with, with a it. jar of Hellman's yeah. or whatever, or best brands or best foods or whatever. I mean, right, how, yeah. many, how many apartments could there possibly be in Fargo? Like, you've sent me pictures <laughs> of the main street, so it can't be that big, right? <laughs> This is true. Is it like 20 tops? It's all a psyop to convince us that Steven lives within 100 miles of anyone else. It's just... uh, Yeah. I live in an Isaac Asimov like approved future where they like uh, population control has led to just everybody living in these like palatial mansions 20 miles away from each other. Exactly. That's a... Where's Where's the mayo factor? Where do they make it? Uh, what? Yeah. Like, where do mean? they make the mayo? They're, they're like, where does well, Hellman's make the mayo? I don't know. You've got Google. Where does Hellman's <laughs> make the mayo? Siri. Long Island City. It's that, the largest mayonnaise factory in the world. Mm. Long oh, Island got, City, New they York. They got one in Chicago, too, apparently, according to okay. Google. Okay. That's probably the closest one to me, actually. The right Chicago road. road? Yeah, probably. 
Same time zone. That's how distance works, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how that goes. That's how it works. That tracks. Uh, um, um, video games? What? Oh, can I, can I say one last thing, though? Oh, uh, sorry. Circling back to the cheese sandwich uh, debacle that I lived in. Oh, uh, yeah. I was like, well, I can't just have butter and cheese and bun uh, by themselves with no like with nothing else. That's just going to be like flavorless. Um, so what I did, I was like, what do I have right now? And I have I want to stress that I have since like stocked up on more supplies to to kind of just like increase my palate and its available stock. And what I did add was just like a whole bunch of black pepper on top of the cheese and butter. And I thought that that would be enough to just like, you know, add some kind of flavor profile besides like gray. Um, it and it did. Well, you know, it, it did add one. I just don't think it was a good one. <laughs> I think it was actually very bad um, and that the pepper didn't necessarily like with, divorced of any kind of texture whatsoever. The pepper is actually like maybe a little too overpowering. Too powerful. Um, yeah. So that's My all I had My take is that add. pepper is an overrated spice. Hmm. Mm. Like black pepper? Yeah. That's, pepper that's is the pepper. Pepper wow. is not as valuable as salt. Oh, and like oh, the fact oh, that the oh. fact that we the fact that we kind of put both of those two things together all the time put gives pet black pepper too much credit. Right. Mm. I mean, okay. yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think fair. salt is the most important. Yeah. Salt is the most important one and it doesn't deserve to be uh or black pepper doesn't deserve to be on the same kind of page as salt. What would you put next to salt instead garlic of black pepper? Garlic powder. Pa- yeah, garlic powder, like garlic, like lemon pepper. Ooh, that's would also be a good. good. One. But the lemon thing pepper. about lemon pepper is that it's not as versatile as just straight up black pepper, right? So, like, right. you kind of run into issues there. Like, I wouldn't put lemon pepper in, like, I was trying to think of a dessert that I would put pepper in, and I can't. So. I just add pepper to like mashed potatoes a lot. That's a big one for me. That's good. I, but I, that's but, good. Yeah, I bet lemon pepper would also be good though. I mean, I add pepper to mashed potatoes, but I, I think I probably use more salt and butter. Yeah, yeah, fair. Like if someone took black pepper out of your home, you'd make do, right? Like if mm. someone took the salt out of your house, you'd fall. Like <laughs> we'd all fall apart. Yeah, we'd all get scurvy. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that works. It'll be a, a Zoomer problems. Uh, I will say lemon pepper was one of the like essentials that I went uh, out and stocked up on after I realized my, my apartment was devoid of most things over the break. Uh, that was actually one of the items high on my list. So, yeah, well, well, LA had a garlic shortage. Did you get? Did you? Yeah. Did you hear about that, Nikki? Yeah, we did have a garlic shortage. Like recently, yeah, yeah. The folks, the folks up in Gilroy managed their inventory poorly. Huh? They just like I'm trying to think of like what managing Wait. your inventory of garlic poorly and looks like. So they just couldn't get it from somewhere else. I, no. I when the when the guy at the Ralphs said that they they had a garlic shortage, I thought he was just I thought he was doing a bit. Goofing. I thought he was goofing. <laughs> As I'm, I was looking at a fully stocked produce section and I was like, hey, man, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I'm like talking through my mask. I'm like, 
I I can't see the garlic. I have no idea if I've just like looked right past it, but, but where is it? And he was just like, oh yeah, there's a garlic shortage. And I kind of looked at him like, <laughs> I'm like what's the weird punchline of this one, man? Um, but then I looked it up and it's like, yeah, there that's some sort of like distribution problem. Um, also, people thought that it would uh, stop you from getting the coronavirus. That was the other part. <gasps> oh, oh okay. was it? Was it like it was like a toilet paper thing where yeah. it just like like y'all don't need that much toilet paper, right? Exactly. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. But much like toilet paper, garlic is something that I feel like you will eventually use because it's so good. I've uh, never used garlic before. That's nothing. Wait, that what? was nothing. Like, that was like, nothing. That was like, nothing. I was going to try to like kind of weave this whole bit where I'd like never used garlic before in a dish, but like it's just not worth it, you know. Oh, you just, so, we can just move you on. Know, you, only, you, you, you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So, like, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, you know what? That's actually not. You kind of airballed yeah. it. You kind of yeah. airballed that one. That was kind of yeah. like a. <laughs> Because we were about to have a general fight, like you know, rock paper yeah. scissors or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, but there's, it's like there's, it's not worth it. It's not, it's not worth anybody's time, you know. Yeah. Andy I mean, Coffin getting on stage and being like, "Here's my new character, a, a man who's never used garlic before." And he's like, "Wow, wow, oh man." Uh, yeah, crucially, the second part of that Wayne Gretzky quote that nobody ever follows up with is you also miss 70 percent of the shots you do take. Actually, yeah, sorry. True. <laughs> uh, we can talk about video games, though. Now, if we if we are done with our spice chat, <laughs> finally, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, I figured I'd, I'd throw that out there. Yeah, um, you know, sounds like some people have uh, actually played some video games once we gave it some thought. Actually, uh, it took a little while, but we got there and uh, it sounds I, here's what I want to hear about, because it sounds like it is going to be very fresh in his mind because he was working on it like so dedicated that he worked on it to the very last <laughs> second before this podcast is review of Elder Scrolls Online. Great. Wow. You, you're going to call me out like this. Just like on you're like, hey, you're a guest. Welcome to getting called out. I feel <laughs> hey, like I'm, I'm just. Roast. I'm just complimenting your work ethic, Mike. That's all I want the listeners to know is that you were so like just head down caring about that read pop uh, efficiency, you know? Yeah, yeah. Steven was literally like, hey, man, uh, 15 minute warning uh, for the podcast. And then like 415 is when I was like, oh, yeah, no, I forgot. I. I, I did have to do something with somebody. I wonder who that was. And then I looked up and saw like six messages from him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, uh, Elder Scrolls Online Greymore. It's uh, it's an Elder Scrolls Online chapter. Uh, it's not bad. It's just not one of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> as, I, as I'm saying in the review, like, so the last three chapters were Morrowind, which was fantastic. Somerset, which was also very cool. And then Elsewhere, which was all about the the Kajit like race. And so Greymore is just like back to Skyrim. And to be honest, like I understand people love Skyrim, but oh, it's boy. aesthetic it's like aesthetically the most boring it's location. So boring. <laughs> Uh, I'm, so, I'm really glad you said that because I played a little bit of this too, and Mike 
only maybe my only takeaway is oh my god this is so great yeah like the, the well, writing is says, still good it says like gray more. more it's in the yeah, it's, it's in, in the, the title. title i'm leaving yeah <laughs> it's right there todd, todd told you what he was todd giving told you <laughs> Uh, I thought yeah, it was like guys, a, a request. Guys, the PR department's asking us for a, a name of this expansion. Uh, I'm like, I, I, he's just watching someone play through. He's like, God, there's so much more gray in this. More gray? More gray! Gray more! It just works! And then and then he just like ships it. So. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's like, and the, the storytelling is still great. The combat is still whatever. Yeah. Um, but like aesthetically, it's like there, there's a overworld area, which is Skyrim. And then there's the underworld, which is Blackreach, which is cool. Yeah. Okay. But that's only like half of the, the overall story. So the other half you spend and just like, oh, here's forests and snow. And like, it looks good because the engine is, is pretty good at this point. But it's aesthetically, it's just nothing compared to the previous three DLCs. Right. They're almost recreating the exact same trajectory of like super cool world with like the release of the Elder Scrolls three Morrowind up to Skyrim with like, you know, you had Oblivion. Oblivion is, you know, very basic high fantasy stuff, but at least it had things like the Oblivion Gates and stuff like that. And it was, you know, a new generation and whatnot. But like the one of the classic things with Elder Scrolls people is that everybody's just like, man, yeah, the Skyrim is definitely the housewife's choice. But boy, Morrowind was just like the heyday of this entire franchise. And I wish we could get back to that. And they were like, well, we'll get back to that. And also now we need to keep making more of these expansions and we've run out of the good ones. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty much because, yeah, they did Morrowind and Morrowind's just like like aesthetically fantastic and the dark elves are cool and and all that stuff and then there was Somerset and they're like oh wow you've never been to see where the high elves came from and that's all high fantasy shit so it's all uh, wait can I say that on here? Yeah 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 oh, you yeah. can say shit you can cuss on this one um, no, that's yeah. a good thing to check uh, yeah so uh and then the the Khajiit are just like I literally in my review spent like for elsewhere like a good section talking about the fact that it taught me about Khajiit physiology <laughs> like depending on when they're born during the phases of the moon like Khajiit come out as like full size cat people but they can also be like cat sized people that can talk or just straight up cats uh -huh. and that's really weird what yeah, yeah. no that's no, elsewhere up. was just like that sucks <laughs> right because like you can have like a brother like you can be like a full-size cat person and then have like a brother who's just, just like a cat okay that's i wait. didn't know this at all that's wait, the craziest if, fucking thing i've ever heard in my why life would, why would anybody try to have a kid outside of the window where it was good to have a kid like they actually just have a, a child they just wanted that's a pet they just wanted why wouldn't you why wouldn't <laughs> That's, a, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. I didn't know that that was a thing at all. I only know this because I saw people sharing screenshots from that expansion on Twitter. It was the weirdest thing because literally I was like playing and then one of the quest givers was just like, 
like like a dog-sized cat that could talk. And I was like, something is wrong here. What's going on? That's and incredible. then I went and looked. I was like, oh no, this is a thing. This is just how it is. He saw it. You're like, Todd, you put the wrong character model in this one, Todd. <laughs> like, this is a placeholder asset, Todd, right? Yeah, yeah. And then there's like one quest where you're like, like, you're trying to find this lady's She's calling them kids, but apparently they're not actually her kids. They are actually just straight up house cats. Which, what? Yeah, this is the other thing. Wait, there are hold re- on. That means that ass- there are existing cats, huh? Like regular house cats, too. Yes, it's very weird. Wait, oh, but no. does that mean can they talk to them? I don't know. Yeah, Do like, they what have is, the right? What is that relationship cats- like between the Khajiit <laughs> and like the, the regular cats? Are they just kind of always looking at the cats like, huh? <laughs> like, like that'd be, that, that's so weird. That's can, so can the Khajiit that are just as big as house cats vote? Oh, no. uh, I, I assume they can, <gasps> but then they also have like lion size. I, it's very weird. Lion size Khajiit that can't talk. I don't know, man. It, it, <laughs> but see, this is the thing. Again, Greymore, it's just the Nords. They're Vikings. <laughs> like, so, like, it's like, okay, yeah, I mean, sure, but I don't, there's nothing, like, super, like, hooky. So it's like... It's like vampires, right? That's, like, the thing with this one? Yes, vampires, and, and that's cool, but it's not, like, like, amazingly, like, blow my mind cool. Right. Elder Scrolls vampires are still just vampires. Yeah, they're just vampires. They're, they're also, vampires. Also, didn't they, didn't they retread? Isn't this just a retread of the Skyrim DLC? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of blowing up Dawnreach a bit. Okay. Like, so the whole Blackreach section, like, part of the way that that <laughs> works is it's underground, so the vampires are just like, oh, it's kind of awesome down here. And then the overarching plot is them working together with some other local folks to like raise a vampire army, which I, I didn't like, I got cause Hey, vampire army, but also you have black reach, like you're underground. Yeah. Yeah. It's already just chill. Cool. Just hang out. Yeah. Be, be cool for two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so, They're like when you start this game up as a new character, because this is one thing that Elder Scrolls does that I don't think basically any other MMO does, where if you have the most recent expansion and you start a new character, it has an entirely new introductory section for your new character based on that expansion. <clears throat> so if yes. you like start Graymore right now, you'll get a Graymore specific like, hey, I'm this guy here. I am a vampire, but don't worry. I only drink blood from like willing participants. So like clearly there are pe- like vampires in this society who have like figured it out. They've like created an OK society here. Yeah, like he's a he's a major character. That's a Fenorian who's like a major cast member for most of the expansion. And he's like a good vampire from raven watch which are all like right good vampires they don't drink blood they're just immortal and cool and <laughs> but but yeah now, it's, now, it's well now okay now vampires okay when you say that they don't <laughs> drink blood 
what did they, are you about to tell me that they they eat the cat fur on the the kajit that don't turn into talking ones or like, what mean, do they, they do instead do of drink like, blood? I, I they probably like pigs or something. I, he doesn't go into it. He's just like, yeah, okay. I'm not. He's like, I'm not going to eat you. And we generally <laughs> like don't just eat. Although you can get bitten by a vampire and become a vampire oh. and still eat people, but it's very weird. In uh, in the in new introductory thing, because I rolled a new character for this to see that, he does talk about one of the first quests you get in that game is that he has like a vial of blood that he needs to drink so that he won't like freak out and attack you. And he explains like, hey, we all, like we of the Raven Watch only drink blood from willing donors. Like they will just give us like gotcha. vials of this stuff and we're good. Would it be wild if you went into a Nord's home and it just turns out that the the fiction of having a tiny non-speaking version of your of your species is just like normal so there's just this yeah. little like scandinavian like just a tiny scandinavian dude. guy the size of a cheese it's box like curled up next to the fire but he doesn't yeah. talk this is like fucking far side looking human being on all fours <laughs> gary just- larson's skyrim <laughs> See, and this is and this is why. Look, you can go out and get elsewhere right now and dive into this absolute nonsense at any point. That has almost sold me on trying this more than anything else, just so I could actually like. Get, I mean, that's still the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life, and I love it, and I want to experience it with my eyeballs. So I might do that. Also, there's like Khajiit that just talk normal. Like, so, like, in some of the games, like, you run into Khajiit and they're, like, like all, like, Yoda talk and, and shit. Yeah, right. yeah. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. But they're has also Khajiit or whatever. Right. Talk like people. Like, so you're kind of wondering, like, so what's up with those dudes? Yeah, what's like, up with those folks, huh? <laughs> like, what did they, like, what Rosetta Stone program did they do to kind of learn common? Uh, yeah. Weird. They're, like, Mm, this is getting into like a degree of Elder Scrolls lore that I don't think any of us is prepared to do except to make fun of. And but, <laughs> but I do think that there's like something in there. Like maybe I'm thinking of Argonians. I always get the two confused, but isn't one of them like basically they're all slaves and like the ones that were born into slavery aren't taught how to speak good. Is that, what? Is that, is that the thing? I want to say like one of those Argonians or the Khajiit. I, 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 uh, Steven, you are not wrong about this. I don't remember which one it is, though. I, I, okay. I think it's the Argonians. Oh, okay. Those are the reptile folks, right? Yeah. 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 Mm. Which, um, I don't know. I, I typically don't play those races in those games either. Uh, also yeah, they're actual, boring. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm, <laughs> wow. I'm mostly a... a uh, in, in an RPG, if I can make a character, I will make a character as close to myself as possible. Ah. Yeah. Uh, which I know a lot of other people don't, but usually, so like mine is just like boring black dudes. So, like, of course, in this one, it's like Red Guard. Yeah. Like, right. regardless of what I do. They can, the, the reptile folks can breathe underwater, though. Yeah, uh, I was about well, to say, that's no, pretty cool. Not cool, not cool. Sorry, there's a, I've got, okay, here's a trivia. Piece trivia from the Elder Scrolls fandom. Yeah, folks, ready? Here we go. There are well. rumors of Argonians that have contracted a unique form of lycanthropy. And rather than becoming werewolves upon transformation, they become creatures known as were crocodiles. <laughs> they lurk in the isolated swamps and spread the disease. 
See, see, but the question uh, is, now is that like a real thing that was like an see, and this is the problem with Elder Scrolls and the books, because they mm-hmm. put a lot of stuff in those random ass books you find everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's mentioned in Okay. So it's never been a gameplay thing. It's mentioned a handful of times in Daggerfall, and then mentioned in an Elder Scrolls novel called the Infernal City, an Elder Scrolls novel. I remember that. I remember when they announced the Infernal City. Because that's the one that, like, bridges... In 2009. That, does that bridge Skyrim and Oblivion? Is that how that one works? I forget. Sure. I remember how... I remember that got announced. There was a, a time when I cared about interstitial yeah. transmedia I properties. I was about to say, like, I was... I enjoy transmedia novels. I, yeah. I am the one that reads like halo novels like i can tell you books yeah like these are the good halo books or whatever so the cold protocol this one's about master chief's jack-off suit (laughs) i mean technically every suit is his exactly every suit is master chief's jack-off suit not, every, not enough people talk about this. Yeah, every time you see Master Chief in a cutscene, he is nutting constantly. Yes. <laughs> not, uh, not wait, isn't it. is that not what Halo Reach is about? Stupid Halo Reach around. Reach I around. See, that's, that's no, I didn't see. No, I didn't say that. You did. That's <laughs> 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 so, so I didn't say that. Um, oh boy, you just yeah, threw so the what, idea out there. I just threw the idea. I yeah. I was I was the improv director, and I I uh, y'all yes and did that in a way that um yeah. I'm not proud of, but it's fine. You you didn't throw the brick. You just left a suspicious bucket of them next to this like Lowe's. God, even <laughs> don't even don't you ever call me a cop again. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, speaking, of I mean, there's nothing are- wrong with being like uh, I call Katie McCarthy my editor. I literally called her a word cop the like months <laughs> oh, ago. Jesus! And, and I was like, I mean, you are a word cop, and she was like, No, I don't want to be a word cop. I was like, You tell me which words and sentences I can't use. That makes you a word cop. <laughs> you just be like, You can quit whenever you want. Like, you don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> Jesus, uh, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, line so edits what, should be determined by the consent of the governed. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, so what? Like, what? Can someone give me an example of uh, a Master Chief novel? Like, what happens in those? Well, in the Master Chief novels, that's where you find out uh, <laughs> any of the reason why any of this stuff happens in Halo Four um, and Five, just, actually. Just, yeah, and Five. Just kind of like little details, like the reason Master Chief is hanging out still uh, in, in Halo Four and yeah, Five. So, so like Halo five was that that guardian so like That's master Halo chief has his like blue team squad yeah like all those characters are from novels and comics beforehand i i want to say two of the like playable members of the crew in halo 5 are characters that are never introduced unless you've read halo reach one of or no halo fall of reach one of the first halo yeah, novels one of the ever very written. first one and, and part of fall of reach was like a background of like yeah, so they just like took a bunch of kids and yeah. then they put them in like a special school and then made them into Spartans. Yeah. And that was the <laughs> second Spartan program, I think. 
crucially, they they took the kids. When you say they took the kids, you mean they took the kids. They literally kidnapped civilian children that they yeah. thought looked promising, then created what they called flash clones of those kids who had brain damage to replace those kids so their parents didn't know that their kids had been taken. Yes. So they just suddenly had kids that had brain damage uh, that like looked Which like their weird. kids. Mm-hmm. Which was weird. Like a weird way to do that. Yeah, sorry. Um, How did they scope that these kids were good for this? Sorry. They, they literally just saw them out on the street like if they were yeah. good at sports oh, okay i would have been safe or if they were like good, good at yeah you would have been fine yeah master fine. chief was selected because he was good at a coin trick yes this is this I'm, is i'm sorry i'm no 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 sorry yeah. what's yes. up nope that's a it. coin that's did, true. He, did he throw a coin through an alien <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> so, so so like the doctor lady who was also named like well, she'd flip a coin in the air Right. And I think he like was able to tell which side it would land on by just like watching it as it fell. Yeah. That's yeah. Nothing. And then, yeah. No, and that then, is that's that's why Master Chief is good at shooting guys in the head. And that's then she nothing. literally was just like, that's gonna be the kid. And yes, kidnap that kid straight up. <laughs> and <laughs> and, that's, that's, and that's why Halsey and that's why Halsey loves so many of them. Because she was like their mom, because she felt bad she, that they were kidnapping she, children off she, the she street. Was, she oh was their mom, God. even though like I think like half of them don't survive. Like even they don't, yes, yeah. yes, don't yes, survive yes, yes, the yes. process. Yeah, because they're not strong enough. It's an Ender's they, Game situation. Yeah, because they're the, the again the metric by which they're determining whether or not they can do genetic modification to a child is whether or not they can predict the coin will land on heads or tails. Yeah, so, which so, is a yeah. 50, inherently is a 50-50 shot. <laughs> no, did Master so Chief know when that? You get, when you get to, like, uh, Halo 5, like, right. the other team, the Spartan 5s, they're, yeah. like, actual soldiers that they just yes. Spartanized. Because at some point, 343 was probably like, <laughs> oh, the child kidnapped is probably <laughs> not a great idea. Yeah, like, Buck, Buck from Halo ODST yes. is, is a Spartan by that point. Yes, right. Hmm. But he didn't used to be. He used to just be a guy. Yeah. Now, are um, they called Spartans because of that treatment of like being yes. like kidnapped as a kid and then like yes. basically brainwashed? Okay, because that is that's, the origin. That has historical context. Okay. Um. But yeah, I'm. I've. I've. But but okay. The ODSTs are wild because they are <laughs> the whole story about the ODSTs is they were guys that were like well we can't make them Spartans yet but what if we just gave them the missions gave that them we all give Master Chief stuff. <laughs> yeah we'll just put them in like they're not tall enough we'll just give them armor that's a little bit smaller and we'll give them the guns and kind of just have them do what Master Chief can't because he's on break <laughs> that's kind of the whole ODST story and and shoot them out of like these weird prison yeah! cages that have like a night like having whatever like 95 percent success rate so sometimes sometimes if the odsts are launched onto a planet to go do a thing they just die before they get to do anything this is like a like a very high margin of failure it'd be like if you said well 95 percent of the time you get into your car it will just explode and like five percent of the time it will explode <laughs> and not even for like a particularly like good reason because yeah, like, no, they can't figure like, it out like, the, like they the, developed all the technology got to 95 and they were like we can't this number go any, any higher but even like the odsts are like like you got spartans which are rare were rare at that point and then you got like regular soldiers and it's not like the odsts are like a super step above just the average person 
So, like, why? Why did you waste this time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Halo extended universe is fucking wild. You might even call it buck wild. Buck wild. Yeah. That's good, Steven. <laughs> ah, Segway. That's what happens when you get to take four days off, you know? Like, yeah. you just come back and you're like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> boom, boom, segways. Speaking oh. of segways, um, the guy that invented the segway passed away. Uh, riding a Segway off a cliff. Y'all hear this? What? Now you've told me this. <laughs> this gotta be a lie. Nah, that's the whole story. The guy who invented the Segway fell off a cliff on a Segway. I mean, true. he's not wrong, but also I think this happened like seven years ago. Yeah, it happened, yeah, yeah, it happened yeah, a long yeah, time ago, yeah. Um, but Valorant. <laughs> that's, that's not a Segway at all. You know that's, what? We, <laughs> that's why we call you the best in the biz. <laughs> Listen, I got us here, right? We're talking about the game. Is that not a successful segue? Yeah, that's a successful. There that's is. a successful segue. John hated this game as frequent as recently as three weeks ago, and now John, it. how do you I, feel? I I played this game for almost three hours last night and could have played it for probably another three more. Yeah, which is really weird for me, uh, like because I. I will get into a game, but I the way my days are, I, I typically am like, okay, I'm an hour into something, and then I take, I don't know, maybe two or three days off. Like, I just don't have a lot of time to play video games anymore, which is hilarious considering my job. <laughs> but, uh, but like, I, I just don't, unless I absolutely have to do something for an assignment, which I did so badly last time I actively told everyone to quit assigning me things. I, I just, I just don't have a lot of time. Valorant is a game that I've just been like, I think about now a lot and I haven't like, I, I, I still love apex legends, but I don't think about it the way I do Valorant. This, this game has slotted into that space for me. I don't yeah. think about Apex anymore. Yeah, I, I kind of don't about, either. Which, like, considering how excited we all were at the prospect of them adding, um, like, story mode-esque stuff yeah. to the video game, I completely fell off that train once it was like, ah, I can't do it literally right now. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm gone. Bye. It'll take uh, five days of work and luck yeah. to get into this. Okay. Well. Exactly. Um, so now I just play Valorant and I click the heads instead. Yeah. Are you are you having the Austin Walker effect of like laying down in your bed and it's time to like, you know, just take those Z's and then you just start thinking like uh, high in hookah. Uh, yes. Yes. 100 percent. Yeah. Wow. I, I've, I've started to think about like areas on these maps where I consistently get killed and about how to not get prevent killed that there. from happening. Right. Oh, it's it's weird. It's it, and I know I really truly can't express this enough. I really don't normally think about games, especially competitive games. Like competitive games, I'm usually like, "Am I having fun? Okay. Am I winning? Mm, I don't really care." Because like, like in Apex, <laughs> if I, if I'm having quality matches and I'm and I'm still losing, I guess I don't really care that much. But like. I care so deeply about winning in Valorant that I am still having fun, but I was explaining this on another podcast like a week and a half ago, but like the game makes you just kind of sit there and take it if you're bad. 
and yeah. and like I I resented that the first like five times I played it, but now I'm like, oh no, I this is actually good. It's sports. it's educational. For me, it's very sports because I mean, yeah, that that sounds like a very like like a fighting game kind of thing. Like if you jump mm. on with a fighting game online and you're not good, that's right. It. Yeah, it's it's also a very like you know tying this back to something I know. This is a very Dota like MOBA like kind of experience. Yeah, I, it is. and I've never and I've you know I and and every time I play a MOBA. I, I bounce all the way off of it and I and and I never really played Counter-Strike long enough to get into that. And I, I haven't played an instant of um, uh, Rainbow Six, but like mm. I this for mm, I, I mean, I think it's because we were invited to a preview event. So I at least got a, a window into what it was like earlier than most. But then I guess it just was a lot of my friends and colleagues still kind of like really into it. I was just like, I don't get it at all. And I don't remember the exact moment it clicked, but, um, and pun intended here, but it probably was around the time I got my first headshot in this game. Yeah. And, uh, they, the instantaneous, like not to be, not to be grim, but like the instantaneous, like cartoon blood spurt that just like, it's, so envelops the entire head of that other person um that's such a like feedback thing that i was like oh because it's all cartoony but there is something very um snappy about just like the way um the the way these matches play out i don't know it's it's something that i didn't expect but about how long is a match Okay, so <laughs> so so that's the thing is that they're they're twenty to forty minutes long, um, but they did with the with the actual release of the game last week they added a mode called Spike Rush which lasts like five to eight minutes, um, and and although I still vastly prefer the the full mode which is also surprising to me because I thought when they added the short mode I'd be like oh this is what I'm gonna play. Um, I still prefer the long mode because it's a little more strategic and you have like, you have more room to change your behavior and your tactics and your strategy. Um, but the spike rush mode is, is definitely fun for warmups. And I think it's a really good playing ground for players that don't think they like it. Um, cause it's a good way to get kind of everything in a, a condensed package, I guess. Yeah, um, for a structural thing, thing both for the listeners and for Mike, uh, Valorant's normal mode is uh, best of thirteen. It's like split in each match is split into rounds, Wait, and it's and it's played. Wait, it's not, no, it's first, not sorry, best, it's, it's first not best, to thirteen. First, first to first. thirteen, yeah, yeah matches to, for first to thirteen wins. Oh, yes, wow, that's a lot. It's a yeah. big number. So, like, you can this this happened last night. I was desperate to go eat dinner, um, and we were up. We were down 8-2 or something, and uh-huh. I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm so close to being free. I'm so close to eating food. And then we, like, accidentally started a run back, and we won the next, <laughs> like, three in a row. And then I was like, well, now the game's going to be longer because I can't just leave now. And mm-hmm. there's not, like, a there's no uh, – you asked a very good question the other night, John. You were like, is it – 
or was it you? Someone asked a question that was like, do you have to win by two? Yeah, I Which did. Which would completely me. change the way that this fucking game worked if you yeah. had to win by two because these games would go on forever. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, a lot of times like in ping pong or like, you know, a, a game where you're trying to just race to a single value, you have to win by two. Um, like you win by an additional one. So if you're tied, you have to keep like getting up. So that's, I was worried that Valorant would do that because then, yeah, we would have these kind of interminable matches, but they're still pretty long. I mean, they're still pretty long, but I, I've been having a really good time with it. I'm glad to hear that because, yeah, both of you were very down on it when it first got announced oh, or whatever. This, I hated yeah. this game. I hated it. I hated it. Yeah. I remember that, and I've I've played a good chunk of it. I hate it, but I hate it in the way that I also hate Dota, a game that I put fifteen hundred hours into. Right. So. That's so much right. time. Yeah, it's I yeah, uh, and it's I time mean, I'll I, never get back, John. I probably already have sixty hours in this game. Oh yeah, I I believe it. Yeah. Like I um, I believe you probably put that much in during the beta. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like just in the beta, I'm I think I probably put it in sixty. So like I'm probably at uh seventy five or something. My accounts are sick, but for other reasons, um, I wish this game had better stat tracking. That mm-hmm. I think is a thing that this game definitely needs. Um, I mean, it's early; it just came out. It just this is this is one of the situations where like the beta was so final, like it was so done. Oh yeah, when that the game beta was done happened, when the beta came out, yeah. right? That it was like okay, like it, just, it feels like it's been out for way longer, but the game's only really been out for a week. So yeah. Um, but I would like better stat tracking and I want the ability to go in and watch matches in a theater mode so I can see from other players perspectives what they saw when I was being stupid and kind of rolled out too fast. I mean, they they got something like that for esports, right? Right. Yeah. Like exactly. Like Overwatch didn't have it until Overwatch League needed it. Um, So presumably since they seem to be building this for esports kind of, from the jump, I I can't imagine that would be much further behind. Um, but I just wish I could be able to ping in real life when I say John or Ren watch this. Uh, I'd have the exact moment of kind of when the other person on the other team just kind of blew my brains out um, because <laughs> I did something stupid around a corner. Right. Yeah, the game is like like you said, very complete as the game product, but there are like a lot of rough edges. Like one of the things that really still I think I'm waiting for a better solution to is the <laughs> uh, custom language that comes up with every friend group that plays yeah. this game. Uh, uh, earlier, Mike, you might have heard me reference something called hookah. Yes, uh, that's a location in Valorant. It's like it's when when someone says hookah, they mean in this one room. But crucially, there is no hookah in Valorant anymore. Yeah, yeah they the, took it the, out. The location, so the hookah, the hookah like machine, is not in the room that is called hookah. And in the game on the map, it's just called like it's just called B window or something like that. Yeah, right. But colloquially, it is called hookah because at one point there was hookah there. On that same map on Bind, the map is called Bind, there's another spot that is called B-Link or A-Link um, that everyone just calls spices because there are spices there. But like when you say the word spices, 
and someone looking at the mini map and the mini map is really good and it like gives you a lot of information and tells you exactly where you are so you have the call out if someone says spices and you look at it then like you don't actually have that information because you're no. like where the fuck is that and, and that's still, should that's be still a, where i'm struggling a lot yeah because i'm i'm good with long and short i get that now yeah but even even heaven and hell makes sense but it nothing is called that like it's right. just like it's just a language that i and, and uh, you know in and and to to everyone's point about this not being out very long in about a week and a half i've gotten most of this so it's not like it's not like it's it's this impenetrable thing i think like if you I don't know. It was definitely in between like literally two matches that I realized I a lot of the stuff clicked with me. And so it's like it you do kind of learn things every match. I don't know. It sounds like such a chore when people explain it. It really does. Like I I I definitely know how it sounds to be like, yeah, this game makes you lose and rubs your face <laughs> in it. And, and it constantly confuses you with the language of itself and it's like well that doesn't sound fun um and if it was described to me i would certainly be like wow that sounds like a fucking waste of time but i have had a a really good time i think you have to play it with friends i i do it's an inseparable experience if you don't know the majority of the people on your team and we did have a you you weren't there nikki last night i did have my first like we had a bad person on our team Uh, like like was just saying a lot of like just gross weird stuff just constantly um riot's really bad about that huh yeah that's it period yeah Yeah. I i don't have anything else to add but it's like they're pretty bad about that Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, like, I I obviously played way more Dota than League of Legends, so I don't really like I know about the Tribunal, which is like this whole thing that they have in League of Legends. I don't think anything like that exists right now for moderation. What's the in, Tribunal? What's it's, that? That is like a whole I want to say, and maybe this has been replaced in the years since I was playing a lot of League of Legends. Um, that was like a whole system for reporting people for bad behavior and griefing and stuff like that. And then you would be like submitted to the tribunal, which was like a player uh, role, like moderators, like people in the community who were decided on to like review stuff uh, and review like chat logs and old replays and stuff like that to see if a person was like being shitty. And then they would like um, vote on whether or not that person needed to be banned or suspended from the game for X number of time Mm. or X amount of time. Dota has a much simpler system where if like a certain person, like every time a person gets reported, you have a certain number of reports that you can do per day in Dota. And again, this is maybe something that has changed since I last played that. But they had a whole thing where, yeah, if you if you reported somebody for a certain amount of behavior, every report that that person received, like increased that, like pushed them up on the list of like people uh, that needed to be like moderated and they would be looked at. And if the person that you reported got penalized, they would be uh, banned for the game. They would be like suspended for three days, whatever it was, or they would be like reduced to like poor sportsmanship matchmaking cues for a certain amount of time that had like lower priority matchmaking and you would only be matched with other shitty people. Um, and then you, the player who reported them, would get a notification saying, hey, a player that you reported was, you know, we, we looked at it and you were right. So we're going to recharge your reports for the 24 hour period right now. You get more and can report more people because oh. we trust you. Oh. That's cool. 
Yeah, it was neat. It was like, like really satisfying because you would get this whole thing. It's just like, fuck yeah. It wouldn't, crucially, it wouldn't tell you the name of the player, whichever one you reported right. was the one who was acted upon. So you could like go into their Steam profile and be, be like, like ah, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> but it was very satisfying. Whereas I think the League of Legends thing was way more um, involved. Like it was, it's a way more involved system. And I don't think Valorant really has anything like that right now. As far as I know, I'm sure it has like some kind of reporting. Yeah, you can report people, reporting, but yeah. there's no like confirmation that anything happens right. to the people you report. And this is a game with like where voice chat is basically goddamn mandatory in yeah. order to yeah. play. It's pretty it's pretty important. Yeah. Um it's, it's all about yeah. Yeah, it does seem good. It seems great. I mean, honestly. it's a good game. I'm I'm shocked that I love it. I I really am. But uh that's that's what I've been playing the most. Cool. And Nikki, you've been playing a lot of that as well. I, it's the only video game I played last week. Oh, right. I'm looking wow. at your other list of games here. <laughs> I'm just realizing yeah. that it's Valorant. This delicious <laughs> sandwich that Kayla just made me. I want to play Monster Train. God, this sandwich oh, yeah. works. <laughs> I do want to play Monster Train. Can you talk about that a little bit, Steven? Because it looks exactly like um, Slay the Spire. Like, exactly like Slay the Spire. Um, but it's not, I've been told. No, it's ironically or coincidentally, it's like, what if Slay the Spire met Dota or League of Legends? Ah, I'm out. <laughs> well, because it's, it's, it's not a MOBA. It's, it's entirely single player. It is a deck building game. In oh, the, does in the it style. have lanes, though? It basically has lanes. Uh, Wait, what, what, what does the card art look exactly like Hearthstone? <laughs> it's very hard. It's, it's Hearthstone. It's, it's, there's a Venn diagram. That is, one side of it is Hearthstone, one side of it is Slay of the Spire, and in the middle there where those two touch, you've got Monster Train. <laughs> um, it, it is very, like, yeah, that kind of, like, cartoony, very blocky. It's not an art style I love. If people see this, they would probably know right off the bat what, what you were referring to, Mike. But, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not the, the art, like, the, the pictures of the monsters themselves, but, like, the art of the cards. Yeah. Like, yeah. looks exactly like Hearthstone. Totally, yeah. Which is nice in the sense that I think it looks. This game looks better than Slay the Spire, which is a game that has kind of like notoriously. That game looks weird. Yeah, it's got a. I, I hesitate to say it's bad because obviously somebody put a lot of work into making the art in Slay the Spire, but it is not an art style I have ever enjoyed looking at for very long. It was in fact one of the reasons I didn't play Slay the Spire for a long time because I thought it didn't look great. Uh, Monster Train is in the same vein as a Slay the Spire, a deck building game. You are demons in hell, the titular monsters, you might say, on a train. Oh. And uh, heaven has um, taken over most of hell. The last dying ember of of hell's fire, the pyre it's called in here, is powering your train. And you are driving your train, trying to get to basically the heart of hell to reignite um, the fires of hell to kick the angels out before they completely like wipe out demon kind. I, I that's enjoy your thing. that you gave us a plot mm -hmm. for a, a card game. For a roguelike card game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it has one, kind of, technically, um, it, that, but that's the it. That's, like, the entire premise. Uh, all the bosses are randomized. Your factions are things that you pick at the beginning. Actually, you know what this game really is? Um, it's not a useful comparison because nobody played it, but this game is basically Slay the Spire meets Artifact. Okay. So... 
So, um, so yeah, Slay the Spire versus a game that no one likes, cares about, or plays. Yeah. Uh, so it's great. So now it's going to be on everybody's game of the year list. Oh, it's it's actually pretty good. Like it's, good. it's it's yeah. it's fun. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it is. It like similar to an artifact, similar to a Dota. Uh, it has lanes. Every enemy, except for very special circumstances, every enemy starts in the bottom lane, the bottom floor of your train, basically, as they're invading your train. And then every turn of your your hand, um, every time you would like draw new cards, whoever was on the bottom floor moves up to the next floor, and then a new enemy slot into that bottom lane that bottom floor and you have to keep putting new monsters in to block those enemies. Um, but crucially, unlike a lot of games like, uh, you know, like Slay the Spire and stuff like that, you did not all of your cards like are just moved into your discard pile and then to eventually be brought back into your like draw pile because your monsters, once you summon them, that's it. Like if they die, they die. Uh, and if you lose all your monsters, you're fucked. And that adds like a pretty interesting layer of strategy per round where you are definitely doing your best to upgrade these guys semi permanently, like permanently through the entire round and like give them special abilities like, hey, every time you heal this guy, make sure that he gets um, like an armor buff or every time you uh, get attacked, like they'll get extra thorns, which are like a uh, passive ability where an enemy attacks your guy that they take they do, damage. Yeah, they take damage back. Yeah. And then that like stacks up and stacks up and stacks up. So there's like a there's a level of strategy of like, well, I want to put this big beefy guy. Normally I would put him on the bottom because I want to like hold off these enemies as much as possible. But if I put him on floor two or floor three, I can just keep pumping him full of healing juice and give him this passive that is like stacking and stacking and stacking. So by the time the enemies reach him, he'll be at full health and also have like seven layers of thorns. And if they touch him once, they die. Uh, And it's pretty cool. And also similar to Artifact in that same way, you have to choose two colors and it's like the Magic the Gathering style color dichotomy of like, you know, there's blue, red, green. The green guys are all super beefy, tanky people that you buff a lot. Red is like all about throwing fireballs and attacking very quickly. Blue is like board control, etc., etc., etc. And as you play, you unlock more of them. Um Pretty quickly, actually, because unlike Slay the Spire, Monster Train is pretty easy to begin with. Um, It has like multiple levels of difficulty that you unlock as you complete runs. But I played I beat my second like roguelike run of Monster Train. Like my second attempt was successful. And I have never in the two years that I've owned Slay the Spire, I have never beaten a run of Slay the Spire ever. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So it's a little bit more approachable in that way, maybe. So, but it's fun. Also, it, is it on Switch though? That was the first thing I checked when oh, I heard yeah. people talking about this. <laughs> that's a good question. That's, it's, that's, um, the, that's the thing everyone checks. It's like, but is it on Switch though? Nope. It's on PC only right now. Oh, okay. so, well, it huh? probably just came out. So. It did. I'll, yeah, I'll give yeah. him time. I'll give him time. <laughs> yeah, it does. A game like this, though, not launching on Switch does just feel like it's not. It's not an early access, is the thing. But in my brain, it feels like it's an early access because it's like, well, it's not on Switch yet, so it's not like done. You know, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'll, I'll give them more leeway than I would like. You know, like why isn't Persona on Switch yet, or like mm. you know, why isn't Danganronpa on Switch yet? Like, oh please. my god. My my crops are dying. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the game, I think, just came out maybe two, three weeks ago at this point. Uh, yeah. It's very new. Yeah. 
but yeah, it's 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 fun. Uh, I haven't messed around with it too much yet because again, there was there is a just an element, and this is just maybe speaks to the kind of person I am who likes to grind a lot. I play a, game, a lot of games like Warframe, like Destiny. I beat it that one time, and I know it unlo- immediately unlocks like new difficulty levels that have new bosses and new enemies and longer runs. And I was just like, well, I beat it. Uh, time to jump back <laughs> into what? something else. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. exactly. <laughs> uh, and it's meant for that, but it's just like something in my brain is just like, no, like the thing about these games is that you you play them over and over again. You unlock better cards so that you can go back in next time and have a better run and then try again. Like, I don't go to Hades and think to myself like, well, uh, I've beaten Hades, but really I should just keep grinding until I get all the good weapons in Hades so that I can beat Hades in a slightly different way. Like, no, I want to get to the end of that game. That's how I feel about roguelikes in general. Yeah. And so there is a little bit of element there. I just it, in, in a lot of ways, it just yeah, I don't know. It, it feels a little off in, in because of that, because of the art. Sometimes like one of the first bosses that you fight in this game or can fight is called Daedalus, who's just supposed to be like, I don't know, Daedalus, the the fictional like legend <laughs> the daedalus of legend yes yeah uh-huh of note and he like looks like this weird fucking plumber who has like a wrench and big metal wings and like this big mustache um like i don't know yeah he really looks like it just can't, like uh can't believe tanuki mario is in this game <laughs> yeah because <laughs> oh, he's um, supposed yeah. to have built his wings right right he That's... built his wings yeah okay but he's just like the art mixed with the art style. It's just like, I don't have this sense of like, wow, I really overcame this like horrible, like, you know, uh, oppressive angelic force or anything like that. It's just like, mm, I guess I beat up uh, Bob Hoskins from the Super Mario Brothers live action picture. All I right. Guess, I guess that's why I, I mean, going back to what something that Mike was asking is like, I understand crafting a narrative or like a world building around anything you want to. And I, I, and I, I love games, the narratives in them, but I also sometimes, I, I don't know. I guess I want, uh, I guess I want someone to release a card game. That's like, um, this has got, this has got a gun on it and it's got eight damage. Okay. This, this card's got, um an end table on it and it has 10 damage like i like like just it's nothing it's just numbers it's just numbers like none Uh of it really none of it really matters so it's just really funny when i don't know like there's some sort of weight that they're expecting you to feel for winning at your at a collectible card game when like none of that feels earned to me i don't know like like that's how i felt about hearthstone when they like, but that had a lot of history behind it already with all the World of Warcraft stuff. So it's like, right, that makes sense. But like something that's brand new that has this stuff behind it feels really funny to me in a way that like, I guess I wish it didn't because I know I think I think world building is one of those things that like the industry still underappreciates completely. But it's still really funny to me, like just with stuff like that. 
I don't know. Right. I mean, it's a fine line to walk, too, because I, I weirdly enough keep comparing this to Warframe. But like Warframe is a game that just like, again, it's just all numbers, basically, right. but also has one of the best sci fi stories like in video games that nobody knows about because you have to play 30 hours before you get to the first single player story chapter of Warframe. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and like it's a game that I can play forever and ever and ever and also has this amazing story. And then this one here is just like. Well, you've created this whole plot where the entire purpose is to reignite the flames of hell. And it's just like, well, I did it. So I've beaten the game. I've beaten the story. The story is complete. Like, I'm done, I guess. Goodbye. I like it. Like, I enjoy the the, the flow of combat, like the idea of these multiple lanes and building these decks out of multiple colors because you have to pick two colors to, like, uh, work in synergy with each other, just like Artifact. And the first ones you get at the beginning are the red, which is like, the you know, your your classic burn deck style thing for magic parlance and green which is like growth and then after that you unlock blue and i haven't really dicked around with blue very much because i just you know i beat the game and it's still super fun like finding ways to mix and match those things you get a champion based on the color that you pick so it's like at the beginning of every round you always have in your hand this character called a champion that's like you can play for zero mana cost and it always has like a unique ability the one for green is cool because she has no damage whatsoever she's just a tank but then as you progress, you can upgrade her and just give her lots and lots and lots of health and lots and lots and lots of thorns. So she sits there and just soaks hits and does damage passively without ever actually attacking people. Whereas the uh, red guy is completely the opposite. You want to put him in the back behind a bunch of fodder units and he will just attack at the end of every turn. If he takes a hit, he's fucked, but he attacks twice every turn. Uh, So he's like a glass cannon. Exactly. Yeah. And the, idea of having all this cool placement on multiple floors to try and stop them from getting to the top where the pyre is held. I don't know why the engine is at the top of the train. That's not usually how trains work, but this is how it works in Monster Train. Um, You want to stop them from getting there because if it takes damage, that damage carries over to new rounds. That whole formula is super, super cool. I just... I don't know. Like, there's just not much pulling me forward. It's like I, I enjoyed my like two hours with it, and now I, I've I've moved on, and I already feel like well, I, I literally after I beat it, booted up Slay the Spire on Switch again. <laughs> and it's like it's time to start another run. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's Monster Train, Nikki. I hope that answered all your questions. Uh, you know, who knows? Because the person asking a question stepped away from from his desk for oh. about the past twenty minutes. So okay, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just noticed that. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Uh, yeah. No. Well. No. Nikki will really, really love uh, that explanation when he listens to it on the podcast uh, later today. Um, oh. <laughs> I forgot that he was the one that asked about that, which is really, yeah. really funny. Like, um, like I, I see, I see how y'all y'all work around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just go, uh, hey, yeah. Could you explain this while I go to the bathroom for twenty five minutes or whatever? And then you know, you just, oh, you just missed that part. Yeah. The last episode of this podcast I was on, I don't think you were on it, John. Uh, it did start. We we talked for about five minutes. Um, you might have talked about this on Office Hours. Uh, actually um 
we talked about it for we we were all together for about five minutes. And then Merritt um, had to go and talk to an exterminator, and for the next oh, like forty yeah. <laughs> for the next forty five straight minutes, me, Nikki, and Danielle were talking about Farscape, Fraggle Rock, <laughs> and just a bunch of other bullshit. And then Merritt comes back and she's like, "Oh, I'm so I'm super super sorry. Um, we can get to uh, like I didn't mean to interrupt. So like well, I'm back again. We can t- start talking about video games again. And like had not mentioned word yeah, fucking one about a video game." Nothing's great. <laughs> no, uh, that's fine. But did you? One of you guys want to talk about another video game here? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, there's one on here that we both. How, how, oh. how did you you enjoy Astroneer? Like, <sighs> I Astroneer is a game that should work perfectly for me. I love No Man's Sky uh, now that they've like added all the base building and exploration and research and stuff. I adore Subnautica, which is a game that I just right. love, you know, like perpetual motion machines of like, I'm going to grow this algae and it's going to power my nuclear reactor so I can build this mech suit that has a bionic commando arm on it. Um, that's super cool. Like a lot of those games, Satisfactory is another game I really like. I was just and, about to bring that up. I was like, yeah, I'm about to jump into Satisfactory probably <sighs> after this. Nice, nice. Yeah, they just put out that. Um, it just came out on Steam, right? Yes. Nice. Have you played it before? Uh, no, but I've had it on Epic uh, for a while, and I had it installed. It's just you know with our our thing. There's very little time, so like technically, I have Graymore, and then I have Desperados Three, and oh, then wow. whatever will come after that. So I'm probably gonna try Satisfactory after that. It's a great game. Like, and actually, to bring it back to Astroneer, one of the things I don't like about Satisfactory is that it's very light. It's not a big thing, but it's always just kind of like, a, I don't want to deal with this. There is combat in that game. Um, you have to like kill these alien um, kind of threats that will appear periodically and take their like hides and craft those into things early on. And it's right. not the crux of that game, but I just don't want to deal with it. And Astroneer has no combat. Astroneer is not that kind of game at all. And should be perfect for me, but it's just it's a game that I because it should be perfect for me boot up every four months or so and think like, all right, now's the time I'm going to get way, way into this. I'm sure they've added a bunch more cool stuff. And then I'm just like, I don't like how this feels. (laughs) I don't like how my weird little slidey guy feels so mushy when he moves around. I don't know. One of the other I mean, the bigger thing with with um, Astroneer in particular is Astroneer of these games, even in a even in a world where discovery and figuring stuff out for uh, yourself is a major factor. Astroneer does dick to introduce you to the systems of that world. Uh Um, I played uh, about. two and a half, three hours of this uh, over my break. And I was just like, I don't know what the, I'm watching the giant bomb stream of this thing and they're building spaceships and they've got like a refinery and a smelter. Like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? Where, what am I missing? I've, I've got all the composite and compound and resin that I need right now. Like I, I can't figure out what to do next. And what I discovered was that on the like backpack menu, there are you had these to research it. Yeah. Yeah, they, like yeah, I had to research it, but also un- in addition to the research, I was like looking through my research. And I was like, I can't find how, where to f- build this stuff. Like, I see there's things here to research. I can make uh, solar panels and wind turbines, and it's just like that's it. But next to that are four basically unlabeled icons that are like one dot, two dot, three dot, four dot. Didn't know those were even buttons that you could click. 
And it turns out when you click those, those are multiple pages of research that oh you can gosh. access. <laughs> uh huh. And it's like the, the, the dots correspond to the like size of printer that they are used with. So it's like two dots means it uses a medium printer and it'll be your like medium printer research. Did not even realize that was part of the UI. I thought that was like greebles on my backpack in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like playing three hours of this game, just like collecting the most basic ass materials or whatever. Can't find anything. Can't figure out what to do with anything. I've got all this aluminum and it's just like, what am I supposed to do with it? And finally figured out, oh, I could have been researching shit this entire time. I could have built a buggy three hours ago that would have let me go back and forth to this big, cool space oh, mansion. Quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, once I finally figured that stuff out, I started to get into the flow of it the way that I get with these games. And it was just like, oh, yeah, I'm finding that quartz. Yeah, because when I first played Astroneer, it was back in, I think, 2017. So that was before No Man's Sky had sort of fixed itself. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it as a chill version of what I kind of wanted from No Man's Sky. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I still enjoy it. Uh, I do not play it because I do not have enough time. But uh, <laughs> I think that at this point, No Man's Sky has probably leapfrogged it a bit in terms yeah. of the amount of things that you can do in No Man's Sky just across the board. Totally. That was when I was playing Ashnear over the break. That was one thing I kept thinking about. It's just like I have No Man's Sky installed on this computer. I could just switch over. Yeah, so it's 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 one of those. I still like it because it's, it's a lot more chill than mm. No Man's Sky is. No Man's Sky is definitely just like, I mean, hey, you're probably going to die on this planet. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got all the aesthetics, but none of the actual chill. I feel like it's mm-hmm. it's like you can have a chill experience, but you got to work for it, which is yeah. kind of a weird um a weird situation did uh, did either of you play uh elite dangerous yeah i did not okay I, I haven't but i now that they are adding basically foot, um, on yeah, foot ground, stuff yeah. i'm yeah. like okay so this is just like if you have a spectrum and astroneer <laughs> is on one side of it and no man's sky is somewhere in the middle now like elite <laughs> dangerous is just like kind of on the far on the far other side where it's like okay it's got all of the components of this of this but now um you know is there a world where i want to be kind of more into this super serious thing like i don't know i mean you played eve a ton uh, yeah i did (laughs) so you you remember when they tried to roll out all of their like big fancy plans to basically do what um to do what star citizen is trying to do (laughs) right yeah Yeah. sure yeah yeah exactly that's that's exactly right i played Um, dust 514 on the playstation 3 i did too i did too i played it for um it it there was a week and a half where i got so excited about the idea of it that i was Mm -hmm. like okay yeah i'm gonna get dust i'm gonna i'm gonna install i'm gonna install eve um and i've just bounced off of both like really bad yeah um but uh yeah like i, I don't know i i've been thinking about getting into it uh like just trying it out because i i've seen so many cool videos from like some of the discoveries that have been made in elite dangerous that just like feel more 
interesting to me than No Man's Sky. Sure. Um, and the, the issue with No Man's Sky for me is always just like what feels like a promise of something kind of deeper and better that I never quite break through to. Yeah, there's always um, like I I got to that point in one playthrough of No Man's Sky once, but like there's a long chunk of time where it's just like my spaceship is not quite as good as I want it to be. My right. gun is not quite as cool as I want it to be. Yeah. My inventory space is never big enough. Yeah, no, that that is definitely true. Uh, I, I just don't have enough time necessarily to like i can jump into minecraft or something and then like you know puts around for like an hour or so but like yeah. no man's sky like you really need to get into it mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's i that's such a it's such a it occupies such a weird space because when i in the past when i've wanted to sit down with no man's sky like there have been times where i've been like i'm going to sit down with this game for eight hours and see where i get and then after two hours, I I feel kind of like mm, a little empty and dissatisfied and I want to <laughs> just kind of stop. But but you're exactly right. Like, I can't just dip into that game and play it for half an hour. Um, so it's it's such an odd it's such an odd little game I, that that I still say that I like, which yeah. is which is funny because I every single time I play it, I'm kind of like, ah, but I I. I still think amazing things are in that game. I almost wish Sean Murray's math model stuff was applied to something else instead of planet generation, (laughs) but I don't know what, like, cause, cause you know, there really are only about 15 planets in that game. Right. Um, Yeah. You know, which is, which is a bummer because there are, you know, a, a trillion of them or whatever, but like there really only are 15, but I think about like the math models that, had to be constructed to do that and i think about applying them to like the nemesis system of Mm. of do you know what i mean i think about that stuff a lot about like i'm still waiting for somebody else to use the nemesis system system was so good hey 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 hey. let me tell both of you about a little game called warframe by digital extremes (laughs) you did tell me at some point that this that this game does have the nemesis system but i keep forgetting that warframe like three months ago yeah warframe i still keep bouncing it like i have the problem is is like i haven't gotten past that the the initial like like 10 15 hours that people say yeah that i need to so like i'm still in there early like two hours two to five hours and i'm like this is a little kludgy i mean i guess sure yeah <laughs> no you're right like that game has that game even way more so than astroneer way more so than no man's sky i think one of the problems with no man's sky is that game has a ton of cool stuff but it is mid and backloaded none of yeah. the cool shit in no man's sky that has been added is in that first five hours of game no it's not yeah. like like ff14 like i play and i love <sighs> But yeah. like my like when I explain it to people, they're like, "Can you recommend this?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No," because you like a realm reborn is fine, but it really is like the wall of like, like that you have to get through. Yeah, because once you hit heavens, well, yeah, the way they, we were. I was just talking about that with Nadia. She was like. Uh, I can't wait till they like she's in heaven's word now, but like mm. like to, they they say they're shortening it or, or cleaning it up a little bit. Yeah. So that, and I think that'll help because once you get to Heaven's Word, it's just like it's smooth. 
Yeah. It's so smooth. And so you get nice. to beat the hot elves. Right. It's, great. Uh, it's such a it's such a good MMO, but that that like I it, it was always hard to recommend it to people. Yeah, I mean, and it's weird, too, because it's also like the the other option is you can tell people, hey, spend 15 bucks and skip that stuff. But like, I cannot recommend that either, because so much of like the characterization, like, yeah, 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 totally. You need to spend time. Uh, I had that same thing with I was rewatching the the next generation with someone Mm -hmm. who hadn't seen it. I was like, yeah, we can't skip this stuff like this first season is not all that great, but we can't skip it. Because you need the baseline of where the character started to really feel. And and A Realm Reborn is like that. Like a whole bunch of the supporting cast starts in one place in A Realm Reborn. Mm-hmm. And over the course of each expansion, they grow. And without that, you kind of lose a little bit of something. Totally, yeah. Alphano is such a fuckboy early on in that game. <laughs> and by the end of, like, uh, Shadowbringers, he's just like, let's overthrow the bourgeois! <laughs> he's, like, leading a workers' revolt, uh, going from, like, being this kind of, like, oh, I'm, like, a little pretty boy who had all of his status inherited by his, like, super cool grandfather, and then, yeah, by the end of the most recent expansion, he's, like, actually super cool. Yeah, but, um, that yeah. and, uh, and uh, Alice becoming a character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going from on screen for 30 seconds to uh, an extant being. Alice <laughs> uh, rules, though. Alice fucking slaps. Um, God, I got to get back to 14. I, I, really, I haven't played any of the new. I beat Shadowbringers when it came out, but I haven't played any of the new stuff that I hear is super, super good. Oh, you haven't done any of the Eden stuff. I think they're on the second wing now. So I, I guess I did do the first wing of Eden, actually. Yeah, oh, okay. I mean, I mean, like story, main scenario, quest uh, type stuff with like Ruby weapon and um, all that mech fight right. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. You haven't you haven't done the stuff that came out in the last patch. Exactly. And I'm kind of just at this point waiting for patch 5.3 because it's just like then I'll have a big chunk to just play through. Right. Uh, on on the topic of Warframe, though, sorry, uh, I just wanted to say I think Warframe probably has this exact same problem as all of these other games. Like, Mike, uh, I don't know if you engage with any of the uh, fanbyte.com content, um, TM, TM, TM. It's like, but... no, I hate everything about <laughs> fanbyte. No, screw. Like, I'm friends with half of you, but I don't want to read any of your work. Don't quit showing me your stuff. It's not good. Get it away from me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you might have then perhaps noticed that about uh, 75% of the staff has gotten into Warframe recently. Yeah, uh, uh, e- even I fired it up and played for about an hour. I need to get back to it, but it's it's certainly strange. It's definitely a weird game, but I, 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 I don't know. I did like the hour I played. Yeah, some might call it Wet Destiny. It's, it's Wet Destiny, y'all. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I could see that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. cooler than Destiny, and, and I mean, Destiny is real weird today. That was weird news. So I play a yeah. lot of MMOs, and they were just like, "Yeah, we're going to be vaulting some of the content." And I was just like, "Like, that's just weird for me as an MMO player." The idea mm. of just like, "Yeah, we're going to cut all that out," like it's just gone. <laughs> I I think the really interesting part is that they they basically announced. They they were honest in a way that I didn't really expect, but it also made me go, 
huh really because they basically said like hey this game is actually too big for us to reliably work on it without breaking stuff is right. what they said right. and like and it and like to your point can you imagine another mmo maker saying that like yeah. like if blizzard was like oh man like we got to take all these zones out of wow because like uh, i don't know it's yeah. too big like that is a little weird to admit because they've always kind of towed this line of like are we an mmo are we a shooter and they've always kind of like they, they had for a long time not really answered that question and i feel like they definitively answered about a year ago that like yes we are acknowledging that we're basically just an mmo now totally. finally yeah, and okay. yeah it's just it's just it's just very strange to me that today's announcement uh, essentially started with uh, yeah, we're an MMO, uh, but we're vaulting a bunch of stuff because we don't know how to do all of this. Which yeah, I know, and and I, I acknowledge on Twitter that it was like, obviously, like no one, no developer or publisher is going to go out and say this unless it was legitimately like a huge problem, right? Like yeah. from moving independent, Bungie like looked at everything that they had, and they were like, look, to make this work we're going to have to just cut some of it for a while. Yeah. Like it just needs to go away so we can work on the stuff with the resources we have. And maybe we'll bring that stuff back. Yeah. But like, it's so weird because I also play like the division two. And I just like, like imagine if like when they had launched warlords of New York, they had just gotten rid of DC. So y'all like the better you all like the old map better from Division One, huh? Well, here you go. (laughs) Here you go. We're just gonna do a switcheroo. Yeah, Yeah, like 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 World of Warcraft. Like I like if I see Outland, which was Burning Crusade, like I just spit at it. But (laughs) it's not gone. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's it's like good good for. I mean, really, I I am genuinely all for developers and publishers kind of being like more upfront because it's like these are human problems like not being able to like problem solve this stuff like i get it and like game development is hard but i i'm with you it is just odd it's just a strange like yeah this is kind of the this is the bet we made with ourselves to make this huge mmo thing and uh, i don't know if we've got it figured out yet you know it's kind of it's 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 refreshingly honest but it is odd um but, uh, and, yeah and to, to put a cap on that too like for people who might not have seen the stream or whatever what they immediately followed up with is here's the next like three and a half years of destiny content all announced right now with a baseline of what to expect yeah, and yeah. they're like, we're not, we're not doing Destiny three. Like, this is it. We're going to be working on this for a while. Here's the the titles of the next year each of expansions up to twenty twenty two. Why don't they just is, call it Destiny though? Just change why the name. don't they just get rid of the number? They should time. because uh, they part should. of what they said was they're bringing back like old destiny stuff yeah yeah they, they should just get rid of the two just say like we're we're just rebranding this as destiny destiny I, is a really platform cool to me yeah i i wonder and there's probably a workaround to this as well i wonder how much of that is like in the psn store right now there is already a product called destiny destiny 
and uh. like wanting to avoid confusion with that. I think the, the solution to that, and I don't know what that looks like if you are talking to Sony and Microsoft, um, but I think the solution to that is just rebranding the old game to Destiny Classic or whatever. Right. Like Destiny 1.0. Are those servers even on? Yeah. Yeah. Still going. People still play. Wouldn't you? I feel like you should turn those off, though, huh? <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much resource that <laughs> like, actually they should turn those them. off. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, because that's like a because but that becomes a story, too, in an era where uh, we're coming off of like the like most maybe the most reviled um, couple months of Destiny content ever yeah, with Season yeah. of the Worthy. Um, the, having to come out and then say like and this thing that you have fond memories of is gone and you can never play it again and you know until maybe someday somebody figures out like a custom server situation and, right. and ps4 emulation gets to a point where you can just do stuff um that becomes like a, a, a kind of a bad pr thing i guess at this point and who knows i don't i literally don't know like how much resources it costs them to keep those like um servers booted up for the 12 people still playing vault of glass over and over <laughs> which which again that that's the thing you say vault of glass that's literally the one that they that's were like yeah back. we're bringing that over we're bringing that over to testing yeah. too which hey. is which is like hey. definitely like the hey man just so you know yeah we we called this destiny 2 but it was pretty much destiny 1 <laughs> <laughs> the whole time yeah <laughs> Uh, so I mean, true. yeah, like I, that, I think, paves the way for them to eventually be like, look, we're turning off the Destiny 1 servers because you can do all that shit in this new one anyway. Like, don't worry about it. Please, for the love of God, stop playing <laughs> Destiny 1. Yeah, pretty much. So I uh, hope yeah. I can unplug my computer and push that guy off the map again. <laughs> Atheon. That's all I want. They just, they just need to, like, even if it's just for a week where they let you do that like they need to there needs to be some sort of uh acknowledgement about the heyday of the video game destiny you know that actually makes me wonder too because you know what else is in the cosmodrome that is a thing that everybody remembers from destiny one sefkis prime baby i was uh yes they they call that one out because they're bringing all the strikes back too I was going to say the loot cave loot is cave. in the Cosmodrome. Oh, oh my god, they could bring the loot cave back. <laughs> I was, was so excited. Chance. I do this every fucking time I look at Luke Smith's fucking face. I'm like, ah, <laughs> this dude does know what I want. And he does know exactly what I want, and it is to play Destiny. And then every time I get back into it for about two weeks, I'm like, ah, Luke. Luke, go But yeah, like, I don't know. God, that would whip if they put the loot cave back in it. They should yes. just do this ah, shit for a week. Exactly. Yes, like, oh, that's yeah, what I was going to say. But they don't uh, say anything. God. Mm. That's the... Uh, it should just be the exact same as Alex Navarro's Predator idea for Wildlands, <laughs> where you just don't you put Predator in the game, but then you don't tell anybody that you've put Predator in the game. It'd be the, mm-hmm. It's the best. It's the best idea in a game that I've heard in a really long time. I mean, they, they should absolutely do that. More no. unannounced things that just show up in games, please. Yes. Hey, 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 John. What? 
Let me tell you about a game called Warframe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a game that literally has a character who will send you nasty emails saying, like, your actions have consequences if you fight a boss. And then he will suddenly just appear in missions and start attacking you and killing you. And then for years, for literal years, this character is called the Stalker. For literal years, anybody who asked, like, hey, what the fuck is up with this, like, random faceless whispery guy who shows up and kills me in my missions? The uh, development team was just like, what are you talking about? what we don't understand can you can you take a screenshot can you send it to us i don't understand like a weird bug yeah. it's a weird bug hey before we wrap can i uh, tell you all about a thing that just came across my desk mm. yes uh here's the description for a new film coming out called money plane okay <laughs> okay <clears throat> <laughs> A professional thief with $40 million in debt and his family's life on the line must commit one final heist, rob a futuristic airborne casino filled with the world's most dangerous criminals. Um, this, the only reason I've seen this is because it has a professional wrestler in it. And I'm I was very about connected to say, to that you, world. You, I, I looked it up and you were underselling it because <laughs> yeah, I it know. stars Edge and... <laughs> Noted racist guy Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> fucking Frazier. <laughs> Frazier is the villain of this fucking movie. And, the beast and, himself. And Denise Richards and Thomas Jane. Oh, like, and Joey Lawrence is in it. What is happening? <laughs> what is this movie? I don't like, know, but it, it, it like, has a trailer that came find. out today. So like it's just like these are the people yeah. we could find that would say yes and don't uh-huh. cost too much. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah. yeah, you you haven't made the switch to voice acting yet during all this COVID stuff. We can probably get you into like a soundstage for like a week or something. Yeah, <laughs> you're not recording for Scoob oh right God, now. It's directed by Joey Lawrence's brother. <gasps> yeah, this is yeah, his directorial debut. Is in this. Yeah, my God. Anyway, sorry. Hey, wait, I just is this a that. WWE picture? I I I I think it has to be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, huh. Actually, it doesn't. No way. I don't no, think it, it is. It doesn't say it. No. I think it, it just doesn't. has the edge in it. <laughs> which is yeah, it just has more edge entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Now, please, it's not the edge. The edge sorry, plays sorry. guitar for Bono. Yes, uh, this is just edge. This is just edge. This is just edge. Now, uh, now who would. Okay. All right. Now, okay. Sorry. One more scenario for you. Uh, the edge and the. Uh, wait. Edge and the edge versus Sting and Sting. Who, who wins? <laughs> Like, uh, we do the audience. We do the audience okay. wins. I mean, uh, Sting did do some fights back in like the original Dune, so I expect like yeah. he's a real dude with a knife. Yeah, it's real. Like, really? he's good at tantra stuff. <laughs> right. So, so no, like, I feel like he'd like, yeah, he, he'd be like there, and it'd be like some JoJo shit where like he wouldn't be moving, and then right. all of a sudden like one of the other guys like like Edge would just fall over, and then right. he'd be like. This is my stand. Uh, insert Sting album here. Like, right. right. <laughs> Solo Sting album name that we definitely know and just aren't saying out of like respect. See, but The Edge knows how to install software on your uh, devices that you can't get off. So, um, I don't know. Stupid. It's kind of a, kind of a push, maybe. I'm so um, upset. I, I'm upset Wait, too. Who are the other people? It's Edge and the Edge versus who? Sting and Sting. Sting and Sting. Sting, and Sting. Mm. Sting the wrestler and Sting yeah, the, and the Sting man. The man of the police. <laughs> Sting from the police. Um, mm, 
Well, it's know. Gordon Sumner and Steve Borden are Sting and Sting. Mm. And then Adam Copeland and ooh, what is the Edge's name? I don't remember the Edge's name. Adam yeah, say George. Do you know their names? I'm I'm shocked uh, and impressed at the same time. Adam, uh, the the Edge is named. Okay, I get why he's called the the Edge. <laughs> David Evans. Uh, so that's pretty bad. Yeah. Oh no. Anyway, sorry. I, sorry, I derailed us at the end there. No, um, it's good. I'm happy. Sorry, you um, derailed us from the derail. Like we were out in the middle of the desert already. <laughs> yeah, we were like, <laughs> let's stop going north, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you, all you did was we had a breadcrumb trail behind us, and all you did was point out that like a bird had already picked it all the way, uh-huh. and we were fucking done. <laughs> it's true. Uh, with that though I will just say I played a little bit of Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition it's pretty cool people should check that out I'll talk about it more next week probably and thank you all for joining us on another episode of Fan with the Fanbyte Podcast this has been episode 67 I have been Steven Strum maybe next week I'll be somebody else no one can say wow Weird. <clears throat> uh, Mike Williams of US Gamer uh, I have been and will always be Mike Williams and Where I will always you? love you. You can oh. find me every day at usgamer.net or you can find me on Twitter. That website is free at automatic.com. Important PSA. Now, US Gamer, I hear that's a pretty good website. It's a good website. Uh, yeah. Like, it, it's a website that I sort of fell into and now we're like one up point. 2.0 or something like I mm. just ended up working with one up people uh, yeah. over the course of however many years and everyone's like oh I remember one up like we just announced a new podcast that, uh, the dialogue box with Jeff Green and someone like in our social media was like oh my god it's Jeff Green and I didn't know Cat Bailey from it was an EIC of US Gamer. What happened to the one up people? I'm like, I mean, they, they've all like come through the revolving door here and then left <laughs> to make more now. money elsewhere. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like so many people in video games uh, writing eventually. Um, thankfully, at Fanbyte, considered- we have uh, job security by just being like the weird cast offs of the games industry. <laughs> have you considered calling the podcast Two Up Yours? Uh, see, see, our 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 our, our original. We had uh, um, uh, a podcast named US Gamer that referenced One Up Yours, but we didn't like it, uh, and uh. so we went with our, our main podcast is Acts of the Blood God, which is an RPG podcast that was named by one of our fans. It oh. was so dumb that we we were like, "That's, that's the pretty, one." No, it's pretty good. Just keep. I'm gonna give you two up yours for free, Thank and you, you can kind of just use that one kind of wherever y'all. So want. you're not gonna you're not gonna come after me like no. uh, two yeah, years we, from uh, now. We like, need to get that in writing. We need to get that in writing. <laughs> John, the legal man. Because if I'm like on Colbert with two up yours and you come at me, like, we're going to fight. <laughs> oh, God, that's Nicholas Grace's music. He walks out of the audience. <laughs> God. Uh, well, thank you so much for, for joining us, Mike. This has been a fucking delight up and down. 
Uh, it's been enjoyable for me, and I will always come back because I have nothing else to do other than that. <laughs> other, other, other than lose track of time hopelessly, like we all are. Yeah, uh-huh. so waiting in. Oh my god! Yeah, time is. Uh, someone was like, I think three weeks into this quarantine, everyone's gonna start, you know, going a little loopy loo, and uh, and we zoom past that, and I feel like I was fine. <laughs> what are we on now? Like, it, we're on like week fifteen or day. something. Let's see. So I, I yeah, I'm starting to feel the effects. Um, Sixty three divided by seven <laughs> is week nine. That yeah, can't be nine. right. Anyway. We, but we started quarantine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's matter. definitely really weird. And then, of course, now we also have foe three, fakey three, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> where three. It's just this Faux like three. Right. Which is this crazy <laughs> marathon of just like, here's games. I'm so mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am. I am. I feel like it's not very expedient for me to be mad about it, but I'm pretty mad about it. Anyway. <laughs> Hey, John, remember when we did a podcast, we were like wide eyed and bushy tailed, like, you know, still full of the like the innocence of children and did a podcast about here's how to work from home for a couple weeks. Here's some tips. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I was remembering I was remembering like my first couple of like uh, first week or two of like those news reads I was doing. I was just like, learn how to bake something. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. And now I'm just like, learn how to fashion a pipe bomb out of uh, Play, and then write down the address of everyone that's ever wronged you and also the police department but just don't put it in a place that anyone else could find anyway um here are the here are the 20 funds that have bankrupted me but it's all for a good cause and i'm ready to go to the streets to fight but wear your mask because we're all still dying anyway um anyway um read our website fanbite.com yeah, it's just a really big, really big departure from. I learned how to make lemon squares this week to now. But yeah, it's it was, fine. I was, uh, I know, like this is so past. I had to like just reference a tweet on a podcast, but it was just a, I saw a very good image today that was a picture of Donald Glover from Community just smiling, and oh, it's just like, yeah, <laughs> beginning of quarantine, and then it's Donald Glover from This Is America and like current yeah. day of quarantine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's about right. Oh, God, you can find me a floppy adult. You didn't ask, but I'm just gonna tell you that you can. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. <clears throat> Nikki, where can people find you? I was here the whole time, and you can find me at Godzilla G O D S U W A. If anybody has any recommendations on how to get blood back into the face, you can uh, DM me. <laughs> uh, now, I what was very funny is that Stephen uh, did talk about Monster Train for uh, yes. I don't know three and a half days, and then and then by the end of it, Stephen was like, oh, "How was that, Nikki?" And then <laughs> or just weren't there. So you'll enjoy you'll enjoy that later. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did I did ramble for a little bit because I was just I was legitimately kind of waiting. It's like eventually Nikki's gonna like, you know, uh chime Jump in, in and something. Say something. <laughs> yeah. I wanted I to was... give you material to chew on. See, no, I was... like, I, well, I guess Nikki's just transfixed by this information. <laughs> yeah, no, the head blood was leaving my head. Oh, so I God. had to remedy that one. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I still have most of my blood today, and I am Stephen Strum, <laughs> managing editor of Fanboy.com. You can wow, find weird, me on Twitter. Weird flex, but okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Hey, you know what? I just wanted everybody to know, um, you know, I've come back from my vacation. And I'm just full of blood. I was going to say, Stephen, full of blood strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the blood haver. Yeah, it's, you got to go for that. Um, you got to go for that. Uh, what's the word? Alliteration. You get Stephen Sanguine Strum, they call me. That's oh, good. That's good. <laughs> Uh, and I am also Steven Strum on Twitter. I think I will be changing my name now to Steven Sanguine Strum, but just the profile name. So you can just find me at, at S-T-E-V-E-N-S-T-R-O-M. Thank you all for listening. Go to fanbyte.com slash podcast to listen to all of our podcasts. Go to fanbyte.com proper to just find all of our amazing articles. We have so many good ones. And you can go to twitch.tv slash fanbyte to watch our streams. We're kind of ramping those up a teeny little bit again here pretty soon. We got some really funny stuff going on. Merritt could not join us this week because she was actually streaming some of that destiny expansion we were talking about and that was very good and fun we might have an archive of uh, that up on the site later today other than that we will see you again next week with another episode of fan with the fan by podcast thank you so much and i don't know danielle usually handles the outros nikki do you want to give us an outro video games finally that's it that's it that's it that's it I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop